what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. Hello and welcome to a mini episode of Eat and Drink. I'm Ali Hassan. And I'm Marco Timpano. Nice to have you here, Marco. Thanks for thanks for uh, making the time. Uh, busy man these days, making that money before the holidays. Isn't that nice? Someone has to, but I hope the CRA isn't listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> the CRA, by the way, for our, our, our non-Canadian listeners is our, our, our IRS. So I guess what Marco's involved in isn't, isn't fully legit. I'll tell you what's legit, my friend. Uh, he, very funny. I, I saw today on LinkedIn uh, your podcast called The Insomnia Project uh, was nominated for one of the top 10 podcasts out, coming out of Toronto. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, what a great what a great thing to see this morning. Of all the good things happening this week, including your birthday, I thought that yep. was great. But I also I saw that and you know how I am. I remember you messaging me last week saying you forgot to save your audio, right? Afterwards, there was something wrong with your audio. Well, last week's episode my audio was a little bit wonky and that's because it um when I was doing the virtual uh, recording that we do since the pandemic, I had it um, click the button that is supposed to pick up my mic. So it was coming from my computer mic. Right. And so I sound, I didn't sound as pristine as I usually do. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. I didn't remember the exact details of that. Cause I felt like putting on, I felt like saying, congratulations, buddy, big accomplishment, especially for the guy who forgot to save his audio last week, but I didn't know what it was that you did. So I right. couldn't, I couldn't, uh, um, I couldn't uh, jab you in a public forum, so I'm using this public forum to jab okay. you. Instead. Uh, but I am proud of you, and that's wonderful news. And that's that's a, Thank you. a great thing, man. I'm happy. Yeah, you know, for people who don't know, the Insomnia Project is is actually um, been very helpful for people with insomnia, and it's getting more and more popular. And it's it involves Marco uh, keeping his passion at a minimum and yep. speaking in a very relaxing, put people to sleep manner which is not really i don't know what i know about you i'm, I'm like that's not really your wheelhouse but it <laughs> very much is yeah like listen i suffer from insomnia so you know i just try to deliver the podcast that i would need mm. uh ironically i can't listen to my own voice to fall asleep but i think uh during the pandemic a lot of people have turned to it too because it helps with anxiety it helps calm people down when they're feeling a little bit anxious uh you know talking about boring things for 26 minutes you know, can relax a person. So that's what I do. Right. I was on once. I can't remember what we, uh, we talked about something boring, but I got too excited about it. I don't remember what it was. I yeah. Listen, I'll have to have you back on there because, uh, you know, it's always fun to have people who know what they're doing in front of a mic. And if I can't get them, you're around. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we were speaking of can't get them and not around. We were supposed to have a special guest. I'm not going to tell you who he's, yep. he, he, they will be here again very soon. But this was supposed to be a special episode, uh, and luckily we didn't tell you that they couldn't that, that who it was going to be because they couldn't yeah. make it anyway. But they were they are going to be. But we're still doing a nice special episode. It's a mini, Marco. You're going to uh, you're going to talk about what you love to talk about, which is drinking. That's right. Today's my birthday, so I want to make a nice cocktail, Ali, one that I would like, and if you were here, I think you would like, and um, you know, one that has a festive flair to it. So I'm getting this 
cocktail recipe from a magazine that I think is the most bullshit magazine out there. Okay, so let me start by saying that it's the Food Network magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's all these like some good chefs, some hacks, some people you've never heard of, some chefs that are garbage giving recipes and their insights, but it's so frivolous and it doesn't go into detail in anything. And it's just a little scratching of the surface. Hmm. And I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. If you ever pick up the Food Network magazine, Ali, just flip through it at your local grocery store or at the at your shopper's drug mart, wherever you go to get uh, your meds. And you tell me what you think of this magazine. I'm sure I'll find it trash. I, I used to subscribe to Gourmet Magazine. I used to subscribe right. to Food and Wine. Yep. You know, those are generally, those are good. I wouldn't say those are, those are incredible. They're good. But really, my suggestion is, it's just on a side note, people are looking, if you're looking to give a great gift or uh, subscribe to something that you can really learn a lot from and you don't have to go through a lot of, you know, ads for like Jaguars and Rolexes and like, you know, whatever the hell is is, is, is like populating all that and making the, making the magazine possible, you can subscribe to Cooks Illustrated. And right. Illustrated is from America's text, Test Kitchen out of uh, Vermont. No advertising. And, uh, you know, obviously you pay a little bit more for it, but it's so jam-packed with the best tips and the best information. I would recommend that uh, heavily to anybody. Cooks Illustrated. Yeah. Well, I do not recommend this this magazine called the Food Network magazine. But that said, I said to Amanda, I was like, I need a um, a holiday cocktail. I'm trying to think of one. I go, I want one that I'm going to enjoy. And she goes, why don't you look at my magazines? I've got all these food magazines. So she brought me this one and I looked through it. And I'm like, I just don't like anything here. And then there was one I was like, you know what? This one here sounds interesting. I'm going to try that one. And I feel like even though I'm going to try this recipe, I feel like it's wrong. And I'll tell you where it's wrong. There's a bourbon Negroni recipe here by Marcus Samuelson, mm-hmm. and it it says makes one drink, and it calls for four and a quarter cups of bourbon. Hey, Marcus is hurting just like the rest of us, buddy, huh? I Everybody guess. It's gonna... hey, uh, Marcus, a, a fantastic chef, very interesting guy. I've been listening to a few uh, interviews with him, by the way. But yes, this drink may fail on, a, on at least one level. It I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Nothing he does impresses me. Oh, man. You gotta look up the chicken restaurant. He 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 started in Harlem, and the reason why he started it, like he's really a guy who's trying to give back to the community. And I don't know, maybe the food's not impressive. I didn't used to be impressed by it because it was, you know, very very Scandinavian influenced. Uh, right. Obviously, but that's where he's from. But um, over the years, as he started to go back to, I, I think his roots are Ethiopian or Eritrean. Wherever his roots are in Africa. He is from East Africa, originally adopted right. by Scandinavians. He has started to revisit these warming spices and all this kind. Of, he's also like this fried chicken restaurant is really like embracing the culture of Harlem. And it's like, I, I feel like I've been on a journey with this man. It's kind of like he who should not be named Mario Batola, uh, Mario, no, what's his name? Batali, yeah. Batali, for God's sake. I was getting pretty bored of this guy. Then he goes to Vietnam. Right. Uh, for like a month. And then when he came back, this he was energized and he was making like Vietnamese influenced Italian food and just great Italian uh, Vietnamese and takes on Vietnamese. And I, I don't know, I feel like Marcus Samuelson is much more inspired than he used to be. I was never impressed. And, and OK, yeah. Well, I've got problems with Mario Batali as well. Of Big course problem. you do. We all do, buddy. He's yeah. an embarrassment, but that's another yeah. story for another time. Anyways, I'm not impressed with that bourbon Negroni. I'm not making that. I'm going to make Molly Ye's Blood Orange Amaretto Sour. 
What is this first word you just said? What is that? I think that's the chef who made this. Who oh, invented. a person named Molly. Yes. Clearly Yeez. a famous Yeez. chef. If you have to ask me, what's this first thing? I thought, you know, um, you know, the country of Mali. I was just talking about Africa. So oh. countries on, So I thought it was Mali-esque. Mali-esque. Oh. Mali. Oh, okay. Mali-esque. I was like, what, what is Mali-esque? What the hell? No, it's, see, she, I mean, you can look her up and I, tell me what, what she does. Ye is spelled Y-E-H. Um, but good oh, luck. I know who that is. I know oh, who do? that is. I do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. Okay. I guess Whatever. I could said her name out loud. That's, that's Yeah, it. I guess. Anyways, her cocktail, it makes two. And once again, I think the I think the portions are off. She wants eight ounces of amaretto for two drinks. That's four ounces each in the glass. And I think that's way too much. I get it. People like a strong drink. Then pour yourself four ounces of amaretto on the rocks and drink that. But if you're making a cocktail, these proportions seem wrong to me. So I'm going to do my own proportion for one. And I'm going to tell you what my proportion is. Because already, I'm this magazine pisses me off. I go to make one of the cocktails in the magazine and I see the I see the proportions and I call bullshit on it. All right. So having said that, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this for two, so I'm just gonna half her or half her um, recipe here. But instead of doing four ounces, I'm gonna do three ounces because I prefer uh, an ounce and a half of of liquor in my drink. So I have a cocktail shaker full of ice, and I'm gonna put three ounces in there because my wife's gonna have a bit of this drink later. Because I said to her, "Do you want an amaretto sour with blood oranges?" And for the record, I had to go out and buy a blood orange. And you know, it's my birthday and I'm pissed off because that blood orange cost me a dollar ninety-eight. Oh, just the one, for one, huh? For one. But I sent you a picture of it, Ali. I have it, yeah. It's the most beautiful blood orange I've had. Like, just look at how red and beautiful it is. Sometimes you get them and they're just bullshitty colors. They're not red or bloody looking. They're just kind of look like an orange that kind of fell in the wrong place and you picked up the wrong one. This one here is a proper, fresh blood orange and sometimes you know sometimes the blood orange can be a little bit um like it has to cross the sea right so they can be a little bit aged like they're not as fresh as they 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 can be most of our blood oranges come in the winter months from malta sicily uh, okay. so you're, not, you're not getting this is not a florida crop this is not california this is not you can i i heard that there were uh, blood oranges in california but I don't trust them. That's all I'm going to say. I don't trust a California blood orange. If it's not from the Mediterranean, fuck yourself. That's how I feel. So um, I am. I am, dude. Like, that's just the way it is. So I'm going to put one ounce of lemon juice in here. Once again, ice uh, with it in the shaker. One ounce of lemon juice. And I'm going to put one ounce of blood orange juice. All right. So I squeezed half that $2. So that's a dollar worth of blood orange that's going right into this cocktail. So it better be good. And now I'm going to give it a nice shake, my friend. So it should be nice and frothy at this point, And it is. And I'm going to pour it in my... I'm going to pour it in my glass. And the beautiful thing about this is it gets a little bit of that blood orange peel. So I get to use more of that, you know, $2 blood orange. And cherries my friend at least one cherry and you know what cherry i'm gonna try the cherries give it to me i'm using the kvass black pepper whiskey cherries the ones we had featured last week Uh, but like they're just so good that i was like i need a recipe with them because i gotta have them again this week Mm -hmm. all right so 
there i've made i've made the cocktail before i drink it i'm going to take a photo so that you can see it and it looks beautiful my friend so it's it's supposed to be a little bit red you know what i'm saying for for the holidays yeah and uh it is uh i think you could accomplish this with a bit of uh pomegranate juice too to be quite honest with you so for a little bit of tang yeah for a little bit of tang so it's blood orange a dollar worth of blood orange fresh juice yep it's the the cherries uh or ju- is it just a cherry for the sweetness it's just like um the- like a garnish yeah it's totally a garnish just for ballets as i like what to about say. syrup no what syrup my friend it's okay. it's amaretto lemon juice blood orange shake it and then cherries and cheers to you my friend all right, your picture is just coming in. It looks nice. It looks nice. It looks like the way you shook it, uh, there's a foam on top. It almost looks like you use the egg whites. Yeah, no. I know that some amaretto sours use egg whites or sours generally use egg whites. I feel like when I make an amaretto sour, I never add egg whites. I just make it like that with lemon juice and, and, uh, and amaretto. I will say this. Do tell. Even though I halved the recipe... I feel like there's a bit too much amaretto in here. So God help me if I made Molly Ye's version of this. How hilarious that you started by shitting on Marcus Samuel for putting too much booze in his drink. And then you went on to Molly Ye and said she put too much booze in her drink. And then what do you do? Too much booze in your drink. Unbelievable. And I more than halved her recipe. Because here's the thing that bothers me, Ali. Some people think you make a cocktail, make it extra strong. And for me, no, at that point, you're throwing off proportions. So the cocktail is not going to taste correct. It should taste right. It should have blended the different uh, proportions that are correct for that cocktail. You can't just add more booze because you think, oh, it's going to be better if it's stronger. It throws it all off. You have to, if you're going to double the booze, you have to double all the rest of the proportions. And a lot of people don't do that. Buddy, I look at it the same way. I'm in complete agreement. I look at it the same way I look at burgers. People are like, oh, they, they serve a huge burger. Great. You get this huge burger, it's got a small bun, and the burger's all, all outside it and falling everywhere. Or even worse of a crime, in my mind, a massive like Kaiser bun with a burger that's too small inside it. Like Ratios are important. Ratios, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. And, and they apply in the, the beverage world as much as they apply in the uh, in the food world. I, I would much rather have a bun that's too small for my burger than a bun that's too big for my burger. Of course, yeah. I yeah. think most people yeah. would. Yeah. 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 Um, if you take a bite of a burger and your first bite was only bread, I, I mean, at that point, you're well in your rights to just whip that burger at the window of the place you just bought it from. Here's my point too. If you have a proper cocktail and you feel like it's not strong enough, have a second one. As long as you're not driving, just have more. Don't add, don't fuck with the proportions. That's how I feel. I hear you, buddy. We all hear you. But this is a beautiful cocktail. This is a really nice take on a cocktail, classic cocktail that you can make for yourself or for your friends and your family around the holidays, the blood orange amaretto sour. Um, We did do an amaretto sour episode, I think. Um, But if you want this particular recipe, I'm going to alter it so that it it reflects more what I think the right amount is. And I'm going to make it for one person as opposed to uh, drinks for two. I I don't like that. I like to know how to, I like a recipe that gives you the proportions for a single drink 
then you can double it and make it for two guests or more. You can just you can just add how many how many how much. And I prefer to make my cocktails cocktails if I'm using a shaker singles. So I'll make one for you, then I'll make one for me. Hmm. I think Shop they turn out fire, better. They froth better. Molly Yay, right there, buddy. Well, uh, we 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 won't tag her in our Instagram this week. I don't think. Not this week. We want her as a guest. She was supposed to be on today, but she couldn't make it. So I decided to shit talk her and make her drink. Exactly. Good for you. (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying that. I knew that you were going to do a drink today. And I said, I can't just, uh, I can't just sit here and drool. So I made myself a a spiced whiskey over the, on, on the rocks. Um, a bit too sweet, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't usually get that with a lot of the spiced rums, but the spiced whiskey is like, did I add a syrup of some kind without my own knowledge? Anyway. Okay, so here's how you can correct that, my friend. Tell me. If, you're, if your spiced whiskey is too sweet, add a bit of Amaro to it. Add a half ounce of Amaro to it. Do you have Amaro? I don't. I don't. I should have. From, right. I know, buddy. You made some lovely stuff with Amaro. I don't know. You were bringing it to my house. You know what I mean? I, I had a, a yeah. Amaro hookup if I ever needed it. Now I should go out on my own. And make it happen. Speaking of Amato hookups, I'm going to save this for another episode. But I discovered the best Amato in the world. And it's not available, of course, at the LCBO. Because why would they have good stuff available for the people, right? They're only the largest purchaser of alcohol, right? But a friend of ours is hooking me up. And I'll tell you more about that story if and when it happens. I hope for you. I pray for you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank just you. The way the uh, roll rolls off your tongue in a yep. model, I can tell that you're just, it means so much to you. I sh- okay, so you don't have a model. So what could you do to this whiskey to make it less sweet? Yes, maybe I, I know what I could do. I could put a half a potato in here. What do you think? No, no. Uh, add some lemon lemon juice to it. I'm, I'm also joking, but yeah, or, or it could be whiskey and soda, right? I could order. Uh, yeah, sure. But that's, yeah, that, that's, that's not necessarily going to take the sweetness from it. But if you add a third, a uh, third of a quarter of fresh lemon juice, yeah. you're basically going to have a, a whiskey sour here. You say it's sweet enough, so you don't have to add simple syrup to it not at all. If you have an orange peel or those cherries you have, Add that, and you'll have yourself a nice whiskey sour, and it'll take a little bit of the sweetness away, in my opinion. Very good idea. That is happening immediately after this podcast because the cherries are in the fridge. Lime juice was already squeezed today when I made a doll. So we mm-hmm. we, we, we juiced like four lime, four uh, these organic lemons yield so much lemon juice. It's insanity. So I have lemon juice ready to go. So it won't be lime. I don't know how you feel about that. Listen, lemon is lemon is the perfect is the perfect one, not lime. Sorry if I said lime. We're going lemon, and we're going yep. cherries, and we're not going to complain about the spice whiskey again. What a time to be alive! Here's the other thing, and I know you're not a fan of this, so use your discretion. But if you have a sprig of rosemary and you want to throw that in there for mm. kicks, yeah, or for maybe your wife who might like rosemary, it'll add a nice a nice feel from that her- herbaceous uh, uh, flavor that 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 rosemary gives. That's that's information that's useful to somebody, yeah. not to me. That's not okay. Fair I, will not, I will not censor you because you have a right to say that, and somebody might like that. Um, buddy, nice, uh, nice drinking with you tonight. Thank I you. One thing as we as we check out, I was part of a a, a, a sort of a, a food drive last week. Okay. 
And uh, this food drive, much like many other things, uh, has not been as um, has not yielded as much um, food, and, and it w they weren't able to get as much help as they did uh, in in previous years. They were on pace to set have a record setting year. It's just been better and better every year, and of course that makes sense. People are strapped for money themselves. People are uh, many people are are hurting. Many people, you know, the people who might come to the doorstep of this organization and put those canned goods uh, in a bin many of them would be not inclined to do so. It's the right. risk involved with leaving and going downtown and this kind of stuff. But I did want to say, if you are able to give back to your community for people who are in need, much like, uh, you know, uh, these organizations aren't making much money and it's because people don't have a lot of money. Think about people who had almost nothing. Now they really do have nothing. And if, uh, other cities are out there are like Toronto. Evictions are going forward, and Ugh. there's many, many people in need. And um, I know in our house, this is something that just because of that event last week, I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta think about this." And we gotta start, you know, um, even if it's as simple as like if you're making, uh, uh, you know, some kind of a banana bread or you're making some bread, make a second one and uh, drop it off to somebody who might benefit from it. Um, it is a good time, better than ever, to be to be neighborly, to be civic-minded, to be community-minded and to help. And I don't know if you believe this, Marco, but people who help and who are generous and, uh, and philanthropic, it always comes back to them in spades. And that's not why you do it, but it is just, I don't know. It just feels like a rule in the universe. The most generous people uh, get the most in return. And there's just generosity itself has, has a benefit. And um, I thought I would just give a reminder because, you know, I'd forgotten myself, to be quite honest. Yeah. Listen, I um, if you enjoy this podcast and you have a few extra dollar bills in your wallet, please give to these uh, worthy causes, especially around the holidays when, you know, we're seeing a sort of downturn in uh, giving uh a little goes a long way in particular with these organizations. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we're, many of us are like, this is ridiculous. There's lockdowns and this pandemic and now, well, I should be able to see my family and I want to see, you think about those people who never get to see their family. That's right. Year after year after year, because of their financial circumstances, because of their, um, you know, whatever location they're in, they're not able to get the family. If they're uh, incarcerated, whatever you think of people who are in positions annually, we're suffering this one year, but there's people who go through this all the time. So if you were able to give back, please do. I know that, you know, I, I write some checks at the end of the year and uh, it's just not enough. You know what I mean? Right. If, you, if you can donate clothing and donate food and give some time, I, I think uh, I think you'll feel better about it and, and people will benefit. And I, I think as a, a food and drink podcast, we'd be remiss not to say something like this. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well, bye. listen, instead of buying this bullshit Food Network magazine, I'm going to make sure that I make a donation of either time or some money to one of these worthy causes. So thank you, Ali, for reminding us that of yeah. that. Don't go make the Food Network magazine the donation, okay? <laughs> That's not how it works, buddy. If you didn't like it, somebody else is also not going to like it. Oh man, I cannot wait. I have a panettone waiting for me to carve into it. I know you're 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 a man who doesn't understand the glory that is panettone, but I certainly appreciate it. And I'm gonna go dig, dig face first right into that panettone. I might I might make panettone French toast this this season this this holiday season. I might do it. You, but it you know be. what I would love? Mm -hmm. I would love for you to try and make panettone itself because it's such a difficult, complex bread oh. to make. 
and the fact that you have to hang it upside down, I think then you would have an appreciation for panettone. I mean, don't I curse the Italians enough? Would I have to go through that process to be even angrier at them? I don't know. Listen, listen, you only curse the ones you love, my friend. And and uh, a panettone a day keeps the doctor away. That's what I got to say. <laughs> that is written nowhere and said by no one. But, uh, well, you know, uh, let's hope that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, buddy. Eat your panettone, enjoy your life. Take Thank it you. Money. Uh, that is Marco you've been listening to. I am Ali. Um it's been lovely to spend some time with you. The holidays are just about to start. I hope you get something um, uh, fruitful and beneficial out of this time. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. Cheers, my friend. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, Email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up. <laughs>